This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Got major life expenses but your bank isn't helpful? Break up with your bank and check out a SoFi personal loan. You could pay off high interest debt, cover home renovation costs, travel, and more. With a fixed monthly payment and no fees, a SoFi personal loan is simply a smarter way to pay. View your rate in 60 seconds without affecting your credit score at SoFi.com slash podcast and get your money right. Loans originated by SoFi Bank N.A. Member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. NMLS 696891. You're listening to the West Amway podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Amway podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and XWHU employee. Another week has passed without any significant signings. Myself and X discuss who we would realistically look to bring in before the Newcastle game. We discuss the theory of West Ham being skin and give an update on our pre-match events before getting a news roundup from X and answering questions from patrons of the West Ham way. X, I was away for less than a week and I'm hearing reports of a £400 million takeover bid, West Ham a skint, Liverpool want Boeing, Dex fed up with a club, Bonner's now injured and on top of that, one of my chickens is dead, I'm sure I've got COVID and Guilfi Sigurdsson's a nonce. I mean, <laughs> fuck me, I was only gone from Monday to Friday. <laughs> and you're in the UK as well. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. not like you fled the country. Fucking hell, what's been going on? It's well, been I didn't crazy. know about your chicken. That's the only one I didn't know about. So <sighs> what happened there? Mate, little bubbles. What little happened? bubbles, our youngest. Oh, gutted. Don't know. Don't know what happened. Neighbours, um, in inverted commas, looked after her <laughs> whilst we was away. And she was only three months old. I can only assume it's one of two things. She had an underlying illness we didn't know about, although she seemed okay. Or the heat got a bit too much for her whilst we was away. But, um, yeah, she passed, mate. Gutted. No, was no foxes involved or no, anything? No. She was Mum, in the coop. No, n- nothing. Mum or dad didn't take it out. Mums didn't take it out of her. No, 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 no signs of pecking, no blood, no nothing. No, oh. it's uh, yeah, gutting, mate. It's a little I'm sorry bubbles. to hear that, so, mate. 
she's not with us anymore, which is a right. shame. And now I'm convinced I've got COVID, as you know. Yeah, that's not good, mate. That's I've not been good on my ass. First time I've got out of bed in two days to come and do this podcast. But um, no, it's commitment to the cause. To well, it fair. is. But, you know, I am self-medicating. You know me, ex. I don't rely on sort of manufactured medicines. <laughs> I rely on the good old-fashioned West Ham way. And I'll give you a clue as to what that is. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Just, just, just in case you didn't catch that. But I'm here, but I don't really know where to start. I mean, I think it's logical to say, like we seem to be doing every week now, that another week has passed and still no significant signings to talk about. With the budget still a grey area, but we kind of know it's not much. Realistically, X, if you were Moyes, what players would you look to sign before the Newcastle game? And you've got to get the balance now between... Good players that we need and the realistic chances of them coming to us. We need a forward. 100%. We need a forward. I mean, you know, Antonio looked sharp against Celtic. I thought the whole team played really well against them. Um, yeah. And Antonio looks like he's going to have another good season as a forward until his hamstrings pop. And then we're in the same situation that we're always in with no other players. Um, I think we have to sign a forward. Now, I've always said uh, that I agree that Abraham should be our number one target. And yep. I believe that he is. Now, I couldn't tell you what the budget is at the moment. I was always told it was around around 50 million with player sales on top, but that was never really officially confirmed as such. That was what I was told. But so one minute the board are sort of telling you, oh, we've got the manager's gonna have a fair amount to play with, and obviously Moyes signed a new contract, and then and then there's talk that they've got no money because obviously David Sully's, Sullivan's money is in um property now and um, like shops and stuff and obviously shops due to lockdown haven't really been like bought and needed as such so apparently he's got no liquid assets so how much money we actually have is debatable I guess only he would really know the actual figure to that um, so the rest is speculation but either way I think you're going to look at Abraham now if, if you can get him for 30 million um, let's just go with the budget being 50 million say or let's go let's go optimistically let's go 60 million right if you could get him for 30 million um, I would definitely go for that I think he's a good forward he's young um, he's got a bit of rawness a bit like Antonio which I think is good um, he's an international England international um, so um, got a lot of experience as well in terms of playing the Champions League and stuff like that so I think I think he would be my number one signing I'd just go and get it done now or even if it's a loan with a buy <coughs> at the end of it perhaps that would be a good a good option so I'd go for him I would obviously like Lingard but I don't think Lingard's going to come at this point um, if you could get Lingard for 15 million I would do it so that's 45 million but I don't think you can let's hope let's be optimistic and say Pereira is the same price so I'd go for him if you can't get Lingard that's 45 million then I think you need a centre-back. Um, obviously, with Ogbonna, I'll talk about it in my section, potentially being injured. Um, you need a centre-back there. I think Phillips of Liverpool would be a good signing again. Uh, you know, not the most experienced. He hasn't played that many games for Liverpool, but he's played well for Liverpool, played well for Liverpool against us. Um, I always think, like, sort of a classic 
British centre back. Um, although to be fair, I wouldn't be um, against Kaleta Carr. I thought he played well in the in the Euros. Um, so there's there's those options. And then I don't think we need a keeper personally, but if you can get Johnson, I would take him for eight million or so. So then what we're talking now, let's start 30, 45, let's say Phillips is 10, let's say 55, and then keeper for just over. So that's about 63 million. And then I'd possibly try and get a full back on loan, like a left back on loan, just for another option. So that would be what I would do. Well, it's freakish, actually, because obviously I jotted down some of my targets and they are pretty much identical to yours. And, you know, they're already out there in the public domain. So I don't think we're doing anything sort of revolutionary here. But with Lingard, I am sort of, I don't know, my enthusiasm to get him is deteriorating because I I just can't see it now. I, I don't know. I think if you're Lingard and Man United show that they want you and they want to make it worth your while and they're saying the right things in terms of the amount of games that you would play. I don't know, it's probably got to be tempting. I mean, I saw that prick Jamie O'Hara on TalkSport talk about I'd rather play 15 games a season than 38 for West Ham. I mean, what a cunt that geezer is. Honestly, whenever uh-huh. I see him on Twitter, I, I, I just have to shut him off. He's a fucking typical Tottenham mug, isn't he? He's an absolute idiot. Him. And the thing is, as well, like, he's saying all that. Like, he would um, he would rather have stuck around... Uh, um, uh, uh, was it Man United then come to West Ham and, and play more games the guy when he was at Tottenham went on loan to Chesterfield Millwall yeah. Portsmouth Wolves yeah. you know so yeah. he did the complete opposite to what he was saying left a bigger club to go on loan at small, uh, exactly. other teams so exactly, it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous he's so contradictory and the fact that you know he got sacked as player manager at Billericay when yeah. that and that's all he's got in terms of management and basically in terms of top level football paid about 30 games for Tottenham about similar for Wolves and then the rest of it was spent bumming around in lower leagues exactly but do you know what he he's like your Adrian Durham but from the football world isn't he I think he just likes mm-hmm. to put that shock factor in to get attention and I just think he's a bit of a prick and he always has it in for West Ham mm-hmm. um so that wound me up and Colton to be fair to him, put across a great point. Now, if you're looking to break into the World Cup squad, you're going to want to play as many games as possible. Gareth Southgate ain't necessarily going to be picking someone based on 15 games a season, which yeah, I thought was a really right? good point. So, you know, Jesse has to keep that in his mind as well. Um, but having said that, I don't know. Just naturally, it feels like we're letting that one slip away a little bit. So I'm, I'm discounting that. I don't want to because I would love to sign him. I'd love to sign him. But in my mind, I just don't think we will. So I'm kind of shelving him for a minute. Um, I agree in terms of the level of desperation. I don't think we need a keeper, but we do need one. Obviously, Fabianski ain't getting any younger and there's no sort of shit hot number two, so to speak. So, you know, maybe if we could get Ariola or Johnson on loan with a, maybe a loan to buy, that would be a good option. Nat Phillips, you mentioned him, and I know we've been linked with him. Um, I don't know, you know, I like him. I mean, I haven't seen a hell of a lot of him, but what I've seen of him, I do really like. I thought he was outstanding when he played against us. I think he got mad at the match that night as well. Really, really good. But I just think he's big, he's strong, he's good in the air, he's quite commanding. I think he's only 24 and he's also English. So for that money, I'd take him because 10 million, if, if that is accurate, is a steal, in my opinion, well worth a punt. Like you said, X, I'd try everything I could to sign Tammy Abraham. 
I'd literally explore every option from a loan, loan to buy, or a bottom line, take it or leave it conversation around a fee, which is what we've touched upon on previous episodes, because it's like, so much time has passed now. I, I know we've had the Euros, and I know if players haven't gone to the Euros, they might be on holiday, but they can still have a conversation. If they're not partaking in that tournament, we can still talk to clubs. We can still talk to representatives. We can still sound out if a player is open to a move. So I don't know, unless there is a constant to and fro between both parties, why we haven't got an answer either way on three or four of these players. It seems like we're still at square one. And that's what completely confuses me. So I would want to know where I stand with Tammy. Does he want to come? Do Chelsea want to sell him? If so, how much do they want for him? And how much does he want every week to come and play for us? And in my mind, and remember, this is a conversation around realism. I think possibly my max bid for him would be would be 30, I think. I, I think I could be squeezed another five. Any more than that, given the, the lack of funds that I believe we've got this season, um, we might look at someone else. But definitely, like you say, ex Tammy, uh, I would definitely push very hard for Matthias uh, Pereira. Um, look, I can't claim to be an expert on him. But again, when I've seen him, I've been impressed with him. Um, and what's really interesting is that I, I was thinking about him. And when I saw that we were linked with him, you know, I, I thought about the times that I'd seen him and, and I thought he, he had something about him. So I did what every West Ham fan has probably done and looked at him online and looked at special clips, etc. like we all do. And then I thought, well, who better to ask than Julian? Because Julian worked with him. He was at West Brom with him. So I texted him yesterday and I said, Julian, listen, we've been linked with uh, Matthias or Matthias, however you pronounce it. What's he like as a player? Because you work with him and is he a good fit for West Ham? And it was nice because he called me. He didn't text me, he called me. And uh, he basically said he thinks he's a top player. Like He reminds him of Dimi. Not as good, but he's got flair, creativity, he's strong, a good centre of gravity, can make things happen. Equally, what's important is that Julian said he's a really good lad as well. Like, he gets on with everyone, doesn't have an ego, and apparently... Yeah, and and that's what I said to him. I said, what's he like as a bloke? Because sometimes these creative, flair-playing show ponies can sort of have that side to him, can't they? But Julian said it doesn't exist with him. Like, he's a really good lad, and he's got a really good sense of humour. So it had really well to the already well-established team spirit. The only negative that Julian gave was that at times it could leave you wanting more from him mm. and could be quite inconsistent at times. But otherwise, he said he thought it'd be a great signing for West Ham. So I think Ariola Rod Johnson on loan, if possible. Nat Phillips uh, at £10 million. Tammy Abraham's at 30 say. Pereira, ideally, on a loan to buy with maybe 20, 25 million to come out of next season's budget. Or worst case, for the sake of maths, let's say 20 million up front. Um, I think that's a total of 60 million. Now, I don't know if that's realistic, like you. I think that's the, the, the figure you had. It should be in fucking Premier League football when we finish sixth and, you know, we've qualified for Europe. I know COVID's had its impact, but fucking hell, we're still talking about the most watched sport on the planet. Um, but maybe it isn't. But in which case, I'd possibly look to sell Yarmolenko and Diop for a combined 20 million, maybe. Realistically, well, that's interesting that. to sell to you because well, that, would, that would then put you back as being quite weak at centre-back. Well, it, it, yes and no, because I, my way of thinking with that is this is going to be Diop's 
third season X, is it? At West Ham? Um, uh, fourth, I would say, yeah, because oh. he was a Pellegrini, signed him at the start of his reign. He was good for a season, then not so good. Then Moyes had him last year. Yeah, so it's been his fourth, I think, yeah. I mean, part of me thinks, going to his fourth season now, am I sort of running out of chances with him a little bit? Possibly, I think. But with, with Nat Phillips, I don't know. Like you said, he's like an old school centre-half. I think we get more value for money. I think we get more in return from Nat Phillips. I think he is your old school, gives 110% week in, week out. And I do like what I've seen of him, and I'm attracted to that price tag. So I would almost do a like for like. Yes, with that specific move, we're not bolstering the squad. I get that. You'd have to go for another centre-back if you did that, though, because the problem is Ogbonna is obviously um, injury-prone. Um, we've still got Winston Reid. But ironically, I'm using up bits of my section here, but ironically, mm. he's got injured today playing for New Zealand. Yeah. Um, we've got... Uh, Dawson, who's in his 30s, you know, he, he'd probably pick up an injury at some point, I'd, I'd imagine, because A, he's old, and B, he's playing for West Ham, so it's inevitable. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Balbuena's gone now. Um, you've got youngsters like Baptiste and Elise and stuff. Um, mm. Rice. Creswell Rice, can play there as well, though. He can do, but I think he can only play there when you've got three at the back, yeah. so you're mm-hmm. still going to need two. Um, yeah. And then um, when you've got the youngsters, Rice could play there, but then you don't really want to play him there when he's done so well in defensive midfield um so i think you'd have to sign someone else i mean you could you could sign phillips permanently and then maybe take a foreign player on loan because remember you, uh, you can only take two domestic players on loan um but you can take um as many as you like from abroad mm. so you, if, if you've got a, a defender on loan from abroad and you know i've linked us with quite a few players now um mm. then uh you know, some of those ones and, you know, those players that I've linked us with, you know, I haven't just linked us for the sake of it. They are people that have been drawn up and have been scouted and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, any one of them would be, would potentially be an option. So I think you'd have to have, t- I think you need two forwards. I think you need two forwards. I think you need two centre-backs. I think Abraham would be one of my forwards. Plus, maybe like a gamble. I mean, I like Danny Ings, but Danny Ings is mm-hmm. another one that's 29, injury-prone and stuff. Um so I think, yeah, I think you've got to you've got to be wary of a their injury records and b what depth you depth you have in those positions. Mm, yeah, it's true. I mean, I am really kind of looking at the finances behind this first and foremost because if we was to sell Yarmolenko and Diop for a combined twenty million, that would then bring the the net spend down to forty million. And with Anderson already off the wage bill financially. I don't think this leaves us in bad shape because Yarmolenko's on a shitload of money as well. Mm. And also, I'd look at putting more trust into Conor Coventry. I know someone that you've been shouting about for a long time now. He's had a fantastic pre-season. He looks like, dare I say, without wanting to pull pressure on the kid's shoulders, a potential replacement for Mark Noble um, in terms of the way he plays and he's come through the academy, but also someone that I think is showing the maturity to be able to handle potentially being a backup for Deck or Tom. So I think, you know, it, it's potentially time to, to give him more responsibility. And I think in terms of easing the books even more, and look, I'm not having a pop at him, but let's be honest, right? It's a fucking joke having Winston Reid on 80-odd grand a week when he hasn't kicked a ball in Christ knows how long. So I'd look at letting him go on a free if a club would take him. Yes, I know I'm further reducing the squad, but I don't know. I just think 
if we are supposedly in such a financially bad way, people like Winston Reid on 80 grand a week ain't helping the football club. And how much is he realistically going to play? And look, I know it, it's starting to sound like I am now actually having a pop at him, but Andy Carroll used to get fucking slaughtered by West Ham fans for his lack of availability. Well, Winston Reid is eclipsed that and then some in terms of his availability for West Ham and he's an yeah. 80 grand a week. I guess so in recent years though, but like where's Winston put in, has put in like, like good years of service where he wasn't injured a lot. Oh, he has, X, he has, but, but how, you know, I, I, we possibly could be talking years now, but how many years has he been unavailable for West Ham? Yeah, God knows, mate. I can't even remember the last time he actually played for West Ham. And he Ham, has been so... a great servant, X. We've had some yeah. great memories under Winnie. He's a great lad. Don't get me wrong. And through no fault of his own, because if you was in that position, I was in that position, we've got families to feed, you're building for your pension, we we wouldn't just walk away from West Ham. No. But through no fault of his own, he is creaming a fucking living off the club for giving absolutely nothing in return. And I must emphasise, it's not his fault. No player wants to be injured. Players want to play. But 80 fucking thousand pound a week, X. And I can't remember the last time he played for West Ham. You know, so yeah. I, I would possibly look to move him on because whilst you could argue I'm further reducing the squad and we have to increase it, if we do reduce it with Winston, we wouldn't know any different anyway. Well, no, I agree it. with that. I agree. I'd let Winston go. If there's someone that would take his wage off the book, I mean, ironically, when he when you get injured on international duty, as he has done, um, you you get compensation as a club for um for those wages, and they get covered by the international um. The committee of that country, so I think David Sullivan's probably actually pleased um, that he's got injured because that means his wages are being paid for a few weeks whilst he is. <laughs> so, so true as well, isn't it? That's uh, a uh, thing. I bet, I bet here he is. I bet here he is. I yeah. bet he thinks, oh, well, at least that's two or three weeks' wages saved now, um, yeah, which we would totally. have got back. And you know, he should never have been. As much as I hate disrespecting Winston, he should never have been offered a contract uh, like he was. He didn't no. need to be given the contract he was on. Um, and six that's, years and all, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that and it was just on too much money as well and I, I don't know if you I don't want to sort of big myself up but for years I've been telling people his back's gone and whenever your back's gone it just leads mm. to every single other injury under mm. the planet your hamstrings go your knees go everything goes because your hips because you're trying to compensate for you know not being able to move as uh, like move normally so that's been the case for three or four years and it's been well known that that's been the case so why he would then be given a contract he's be, he was given is just ridiculous. Mm, yeah, I know it's true. I mean, I, I I think the budget realistically is around fifty to say seventy five million, maybe. Really? Uh, I would say, but this is a guess. I mean, I don't I don't know what like what the budget is because I don't I'm not David Sullivan, but I don't see how it could. We we could have he would they would not spend a zero a single penny because if that's the case they're basically saying we need to get out. Well, this is it, isn't it? Because, you know, we're talking about the theories of what we would do if we was in charge and we're trying to get the right balance behind, you know, a relatively tight budget. And, it, you know, it's, it's interesting listening for fans because if you listen to this podcast, you'll ask yourself the same questions. You'll agree with us, you'll disagree with us, and you'll formulate a plan in your own minds. But all of this means nothing, X, if West Ham are skin. And according to some, we are. What yeah. have you got to say about that? I mean, I, d I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm not David Gold, I'm not David Sullivan. I don't know how much you've got. But at the start, when the season finished, I was told that Moyes has been told, and this came through Moyes. So it came like from sources connected to Moyes, not sources connected to the chairman. But he was told he would have about 50-ish million to spend on players, and he would obviously get whatever sales he makes put into that as well. Now... Whether that was just said to Moyes to get him to sign a contract or not, I don't know. But if that's the case, he could technically resign because he'd been lied to as such. Um, or it is the case. Now, e- even then, I don't think 50 million is enough. Not when we've got to be going for a European campaign because yeah. in this day and age, realistically, if you, if Abraham, Ab- Chelsea want 40 million for Abraham. So let's just say we give it and pay that. Well, that's four fifths of our transfer budget gone on one player. Um, and so I don't think we're particularly well off. Um, to say we're completely financially ruined, I don't think is also true because with all these potential offers to take the club and there has been offers for the club never anything substantial never anything with like uh, like proof of funds and stuff which is what you need for a takeover but if they if they were so desperate for money they wouldn't value the club so highly if that makes sense because they would realize that they haven't got much money for every week they earn the cl- own the club longer that's however much in wages that they've got to cover you know and don't forget you know your average footballer earns about 50 grand so if you times say 20 in a squad at 50 grand you know that's a, a lot of money i mean People could do the quick maths, but uh, that's a lot. Plus all the it's academy, a million pound a week, isn't it? There you go. Plus all the academy players, plus all the staff, plus the manager, plus everything, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, realistically, I, I don't know what a club has to put out every week in terms of budget, but it's got to be at least for everything, including running costs, etc. It's got to be around five, ten million at least, surely. Um, and if so, for every every week you're doing that. That's a, a lot of money that you've got to suddenly find. Now, obviously, you get in, money coming into the club as a result, you know, gate revenue and TV revenue and so on. So it's not all outgoings. But either way, if you're financially ruined, your best interest is to get out of the club as soon as possible and also get out of the club before people realise you're financially ruined as well because then they're going to be able to offer you less because they find that out. Mm. So for him to be completely ruined, I would say that's not the case <laughs> whether he wants to spend the money that he's got is the question because it could be the case that he does have money he just doesn't want to spend it i mean there's always been the talk that he wants to get out of the club by 2023 which is when the stadium effectively is meant to be able he i think that he he can't there was a clause that meant he couldn't sell before that if he got the stadium something along those lines so I, I don't know. I think I think it's hard to say, but I don't think we're probably as broke as being made out. Otherwise, he'll just cash in on rice. And I know, I know categorically, whilst they may not be offering rice as much money as that he wants for a new contract, they're also telling him they're not going to sell him. So if they were desperate for money, then they would sell rice, wouldn't they? They would take 80 million, 70 million for him, and then they would maybe spend half of that and then just keep the rest and then sell the club as soon as possible. They just don't do themselves any favours, X, do they? They no. just don't do themselves any fucking favours because take Declan Rice, for example, you know, you know what you've got there. It's a rarity to have a player of that quality at West Ham that isn't just a quality player. 
is a quality person. He's the captain of the football club. He's an England international. He adds value to the dressing room. Just give the kid whatever he fucking wants. Now, Declan Rice ain't going to turn around and say, look, the only way I'm staying at West Ham is if you pay me half a million pound a week. Mm. He will be asking for a... He'll be asking to be well paid. Yeah. But he's justified it. You know, in all walks of life, even if you're, you know, the best fucking postman on the street, if you go to Royal Mail and you've done more deliveries and you can prove what value you give to Royal Mail over any other postie, then you've got more ammunition to say, this is what I want to be paid because it's fair in comparison to what every other company are paying that employee for doing what I do. Mm. And, and that is the short-sightedness straight away. And that gets leaked to the fans who have now got the ump. They are backing Declan Rice and once again using something to throw at the ball, justifiably so, by the way. But what annoys me, X, is... Two things. If they are financially on their ass, by staying in charge of West Ham, they don't have the club's best interests at heart. No. They have their own. So they are officially holding the football club back for their own means, right? And it's never going to get better as well, unless they sell sell all the assets. And Moyes still does a miracle, but that's hard to believe, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, how many fucking pawn shops has Dave Sullivan got left now? Does anyone even go to pawn shops these days? (laughs) I don't know how much collateral we can raise. In terms of raising collateral now, I don't know how much more they've got to give. But that's the first thing that winds me up. The second thing that winds me up is the age-old issue with the board, is the lack of transparency. If the football club are on its arse, then come out publicly and be honest with the fans and be specific and be transparent and say, look, we, like the rest of you, wanted to take this football club forward to the next level. Then we got hit by COVID and we are struggling to recover from it. And this is specifically pound for pound why. We've lost this. We've lost this. We've lost this. And it leaves us with this. If we spend this, the risk associated to the football club is this. Help fans understand, rather than fans being in anticipation that don't understand the finances and the risk associated with supporting West Ham, um, you know, in, in terms of money in the bank and protecting the football club. Help us understand. I'm one of them, X. I don't fucking get it. I don't know how good you are with the finances with football, but help us to understand if you're fully transparent and what you're saying is the truth and it's honest and, and fans understand it to a point where if you were in their position, you wouldn't be able to give David Moyes 30, 40, 50 million pound guarantee. You know, I know there's, there's some fucking melts amongst our fans base, but generally speaking, we are the best fan base in the world. We are good people. We're working class people. We understand money comes and money goes better than anyone else in the world. So if you're transparent, you're honest, and you just help us to understand the situation, then I reckon we would we would suffer it. But it's that complete lack of transparency, as per fucking usual, that just leaves people fuming because they just think, because we're not getting that explanation, that they're lying again. So they don't help themselves, do they? No, no, I agree. And it's, it is, unfortunately, like... Whatever they say or do now is going to be criticised. And, and, you know, the, what what's worrying for me is that people have come out and said they are broken. I don't know why the Juventus chairman would turn around and say that if, if they, they wasn't. I mean, technically, the way the board are trying to shut down anyone that says anything negative towards them, trying to sue 
people for things um just quite close to home on this uh, topic um they um would have surely gone for that events as chairman and at least done a statement and said that's a load of rubbish um if it if it was so rubbish um so it does it does confuse me as to actually where we are as i said at the start i was told 50 million plus transfer signings that's what i said on this podcast whether that's changed or not i don't know i can't sit here and say that is factually correct but it was told to me by people that were close to David Moyes. Now, as I say, David Moyes has been lied to, then maybe that could have happened, but I would have been surprised. It also coincides with what the someone that I know in the, that's involved with transfers has told me as well. Now, he wouldn't have told me that if it was absolute rubbish. So um, it's very hard to sort of know the actual figures as such. Um but I don't know. There's always something, isn't there, with this board? There's always something. Always, mate. Always. I mean, if I was to ask you, another rumour that's doing the rounds at the moment is the board are prepared to sell 40% of the club to get investment in. Would I be eating into your section by asking you that? No, you wouldn't. No, I haven't covered that. To be fair, though, that, that's always been the case. I don't know if 40 percent's the figure, but the reason that Tripp Smith... I've got that right, haven't I? <laughs> Donald Tripp. Uh, yeah, Donald Tripp. Donald Tripp's back. Donald Tripp, yeah. He, um, uh, he, uh, the reason they got him in was because they thought that he would be able to bring A, some money, and B, have connections to investors. Now... <sighs> I have a couple of people that tell me, and I've said it on this podcast, that there is an American company, American consortium, that are big in NFL and NHL, um, and they are very keen on buying the club. It's a consortium led by a few people. It's not the one that was in the press recently, and that they are very keen to buy to buy the club. Now, I, I just don't know if I believe these people that tell me are adamant that it's happening, but I just don't see why it hasn't happened before. I, I do think the chairman would entertain investors. I, I think David Sullivan would always want to have ultimate control. So I think he's got like 50.1, maybe he might even have more now of the shares. It might be more than that. Actually, I think it is more. Um, and, um, as long as he still had the overall majority, I think he would welcome someone that has got some money to buy players because ultimately, yes, his share of the club's gone down by selling to these people. But if West Ham are, let's say, hypothetically, regularly Champions League, and they're going to make much a lot more money from that. So actually, even though he's got a lesser stake in something, it's worth more because the money of the, because the overall money coming into the club's worth more. So I think they would take investors, but then nobody wants to be an investor where David Sullivan's ultimately going to be your boss because he's got a higher percentage of shares than you. Yeah. So ultimately he'll be making the decisions even though it'll be the investor with the money. And that's the reputation that he's created for himself. I mean, if it was me or you that was lucky enough to have that level of money to pump into the club, you know, let's say we had a, a percentage of shares and as passionate West Ham fans that say, and the investors or potential investors might not be West Ham fans, but let's just, for the sake of the argument, say it was me or you. And we thought, you know what? I've got £50 million that I could pump in this club. And I know exactly where I want it to go. I want it to go on these two players that I think could really make a difference to West Ham. And I'll pump that money in and I'll add those shares in exchange. Ultimately, it's going to be up to David Sullivan because he's going to say, well, actually, no, I think it should go here. And then suddenly you feel like you're more bailing him out rather than making a valuable contribution to players that you think will make a difference to West Ham as part of the management team. And that, that you're always going to have that battle. Managers have had it. 
you know, with, with Sam Allardyce famously documented that fucking players would pull up in the training car park. He had no fucking idea who they were. But David Sullivan had signed them and, and that was it. And, and he is a well-known control freak in every aspect of the football club, from ticket prices to, to friendly games being arranged to players to agents you work with. He is a control freak. And it's difficult if you're an investor and you've typically done so well for yourself in life financially, you're going to be shrewd. You're going to do your uh, due diligence in terms of who you're going to be working with. Is David Sullivan the most attractive per- person to go into partnership with? He's not, is he? Well, ask David Gold. I <laughs> be the answer. And, and well, yeah. she'd, well, she'd never get that answer. Well, you wouldn't never get that answer, no. would you? I don't know. I mean, they've been in business to, together for a long time. Maybe you'd get a very different answer to the one that you expected because, you know, they, they was at Birmingham together, wouldn't they? You know, yeah. so they've, they've, they've moved on from there and they started this venture with West Ham. Maybe David Gold had no choice. If it was anyone other than West Ham, he wouldn't have gone in with Sullivan. But because it was West Ham and Sullivan was the only way he could do it, maybe he did. I'd love to ask him that question to get an honest answer. Mm. Um, but maybe we never will. But I don't know. Listen, at the risk of eating into more of your section, let's talk about the West Ham way pre-match events. So the bad news is the event we had scheduled in Vegas for next month has to be postponed and it has been postponed due to travel restrictions in place. I mean, logistically it's just impossible and it's sad that it's happened, but it was the right thing to do. However, we are looking into moving this event to Easter next year, X. Is that what we're looking at? Uh, we're going to try for the Brentford away game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. the middle of the Easter holidays, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So please watch this space and listen, if you've bought tickets for next month, you will of course be fully refunded. The good news is the pre-match events are back in the UK with our first one being before the Palace game on the 28th of August. So I spoke to the venue yesterday and it's all systems go. The guests for that event will be confirmed shortly and a ticket link will be released shortly after. On a separate note, Thank you to everyone that has registered and paid to play in this season's West Ham Wade Premier League predictions competition. But if you have registered but have not yet paid the £20 entrance fee, please do ASAP because those who haven't paid will be removed from the competition. And X, you better pay your way, mate, because that's not going to be an excuse for you to get yourself out of a third consecutive defeat. I'm just throwing oh, that out there. No, no, I'm, I'm already to play, mate. I'm, uh, I'm set to go. I've already researched form team. Just hoping. I that bet that you have. I bet that, you have. I'm just hoping that the crowds are back, mate. I, I, I really, really oh, like can't there wasn't the first this. season, you mean? No, no that, that, the, the first few months of that season, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just the last bit, wasn't it? But anyway, <laughs> I, I actually only finished if I, if those last few games oh, here we fucking count. Know. Only a little bit behind you anyway. I'm the, I'm the team on Fortum. <laughs> yeah. I'm just pleased that you actually ended that sentence with a little bit behind you because at least you have officially conceded well, the no point again. I even trying to argue that one no. with you now, is there? So I might as well try and get some kudos out of this. So, You're a um, wise yeah. man. You're yeah, wise I mean, man. I, I, to go back to the events, I am genuinely gutted about Vegas. So it's, so, it's so sad because I was so excited mm. and people were looking forward to it. But postponed is the key word. Hopefully we'll get to go out there in Easter and it's not quite as hot in Easter. So Maybe for us Brits, it might be a bit more suitable to do it in there. Uh, <coughs> I, mean, I think it's still roasting, but just not, not quite as roasting. Um, mm. and, it, and it should it should be good, hopefully. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. The Palace game. Can't wait to be back with the events mm. there. We should 
<clears throat> before it goes to plan, have a have a top um top guest for that. Um, not, I can't say for certain who it is, but uh, mm. a bit of a they are a legend. Uh, they mm-hmm. are an international um, player, and they have recent connections to the club as well. So let's hope that uh, hope that they'll be um successful in um you know um getting them to come to that event. But it'd just be so good to have everyone back. And yes, the prediction league as much as I. Don't like losing to you. It is good fun, and it mm. does make the weekends. If you win, if you get the better score that week, it does make the weekends more enjoyable, and it makes yeah. them more interesting. Like insignificant games, like that, don't, that you're not interested in. Like I don't know, Burnley v Southampton suddenly has significance and stuff. So uh, yeah, so yeah, I'd encourage everyone to pay. Though we're getting a lot of people signing up, um, but we're not getting people that are so, that are paying. So. Mm. Uh, they need to. Sorry, I was weird noises coming from my garden. <laughs> well, I suddenly uh, slowed down and paused, but I believe it's something going on in the kitchen from from what I can hear. So uh, who knows what's being conjured up? Yeah, no, that's fine, mate. Um, okay, yeah, now well said, well said, and uh, let's have a more comprehensive roundup then from the man who knows. To listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to be a patron of the West Ham Way. Becoming a patron couldn't be easier. Just visit www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the West Ham Way and confirm your subscription to get full access to the West Ham Way podcast, our second weekly show called the West Ham Way podcast, Extra Time, classic clips of audio and video interviews, exclusive news from X, match day team news before anyone else, an exclusive forum, live Q&As with myself and X, monthly prize draws, discounts on events and merchandise, and behind-the-scenes content, all of which for just £5 a month. Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts create our reality. We're thinking Geico offers claim service 24-7 with personalised attention from an assigned team. Geico offers claim service? Um, I wasn't thinking that. We think it and it becomes our reality. So, uh, what about washboard apps? Let's give it a go. Think really hard. Okay, abs, abs, abs. Yep, keep thinking. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com. It's Macy's Labor Day sale, so gear up as summer cools down with 30% off timeless looks from Levi's and specials like 30 to 50% off statement making shoes for her and 60% off luggage from Samsonite and more. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off more great deals. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Going on now. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.